You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. On this episode, I'll be breaking down an Auburn Tigers win to close out the 2019-2020 season This time, our Tigers head up to Knoxville and take down the Tennessee Volunteers by the score of 85-63. to This brings the Tigers' overall record to 25-6 on the year and a SEC final record of 12-6. It has been a long journey uh, through this year of highs and lows and interesting storylines throughout all of this, and it has finally come to completion. Uh, but on this episode tonight, as you can already tell, it's just me. My usual co-host, Drew, is, was unable to join me uh, for this episode. But we wanted to get one in mainly covering the Tennessee game and the aftermath of that um, before we got into some SEC tournament discussion and uh, pre- preparation for that. So we're going to break down that this game right now. And let's just kind of start here right at the top. This was a great way for the Tigers to end their season. Obviously, you get a road win, a road win in your conference. You get a win in general to end the season is just incredible, especially after the low of falling to Texas A&M at home, ending a very long and very impressive home winning streak. The Tigers responded in a very very impressive way tonight, and much of that is on the back of Samir Dowdy, which we'll touch on in just a little bit here. But I just wanted to kind of go through uh, what we call the game flow. For those of you that aren't able to watch the game at home, aren't able to maybe listen to it, uh, but basically the gist of it is this. In the first half, Auburn got into control very quickly, as I've already brought up, behind the hot shooting of Samir Dowdy, and boy, was he hot throughout the entire game. And Tennessee really wasn't able to make a run in the first half of play, only scoring 31 points to Auburn's impressive 42 points in that first half. Moving into the second half, Auburn started to maintain control again, but Tennessee responded at home and made an impressive run, uh, cutting a a big lead for Auburn down to uh, just a very small amount. But um, thankfully, the Tigers were able to keep that uh, lead, build it back up, and get a very, very comfortable win on the road in Knoxville, scoring 43 points in the second half for the Tigers and 32 uh, by Tennessee. Brings the total score to where we stand at the end of all this, 85-63 to 63, Auburn. And as I've mentioned tonight, the big story is Samir Doughty. Samir scores 32 points. And there was a little bit of confusing information. I haven't had a chance to actually go and confirm this or not. Uh, there was some discussion on whether this is actually his career high or not. I, for some reason, 
uh, swear that I remember a game of 33 for him, which is why I feel like we haven't heard a lot of hype about it. But I could be completely wrong. This could have been a, a career high for him. Regardless, I think this is probably one of his better games, if not in contention for his best game of the season. 32 points, 10 for 17 from the field. He shoots 8 for 13 from the three-point arc. He's four for six from the free throw line. He gets in on the rebounding game with two total rebounds, two assists, and only two turnovers, and he gets three steals as well. Uh, He definitely is the big contributor tonight. And not just for Samir, but to me, this is the game that our Tigers should have had for the final home game in Albert Arena. This should have been senior night. And it could have very well been if Auburn had done just a few things different against Texas A&M. So this just felt like it was a game misplaced uh, by one game. But I'm glad that they were able to end the season. I would have much rather it been at home, have this performance at home in front of your fans for the last time for this group of seniors, a special group of seniors. And Drew and I wouldn't have been in a position like last episode where we were just lamenting, uh, whining probably a little bit, uh, complaining, and just trying to process the frustrations that have come with this Tiger team at times because they are so talented and they are so good. And I just wish that they would do this most of the games. Like You can't expect them to do it all of the games. But, wow, this was just really, really good game. So let's keep going down the lineup here tonight, kind of talk about a little bit of everybody's game. So your starting lineup again was Dan Joe Purifoy, Javon McCormick, Samir Dowdy, Isaac Okoro, and Austin Wiley. Now, here's the interesting thing, is that a lot of the key players tonight got into foul trouble early. The refs were a little quick again tonight. You know, we've been trying real hard to fight the urge uh, to talk about these refs in a very negative light, but they are making it very, very hard. And I think Drew, my co-host, said it best. They are consistently now inconsistent, and we should just expect it at this point. Uh, They were very quick to whistle the game. I think there was a point in the second half where Tennessee had about three fouls to Auburn's eight team fouls uh, for a majority of that half. They were just calling everything on Auburn and really nothing on Tennessee. Thankfully, it didn't matter much in the end, but for a while there while they were making their comeback, it was making it very hard uh, to stomach. So Isaac Okoro got into foul trouble tonight. Austin Wiley got into foul trouble tonight. Uh, You know, a lot. Anthony McLemore got into foul trouble tonight. He he actually uh, fouls out tonight along with Austin Wiley. So we're put in a situation where you have to start playing some of these other big men players that don't normally get a lot of playing time. So Baba Tundi Akingbola or Stretch. I just I know y'all like I know his nickname is Stretch and that's what we should just call him. But I love saying his full name Baba Tunde Akingbola. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, with Anthony and Austin Wiley out, he gets a little bit of playing time. Jalen Williams seems some more playing time as well. And it was kind of interesting in the final game of 2019-2020 that you got to see this almost transition, maybe out of a frustrating situation, but this is what you're going to be seeing next year at this point. You know, with Sharif Cooper coming in, hopefully a Jalen Green, there's chances that a Greg Brown and uh, I don't, I'm going to butcher his name, Omanura can are, are coming this way. If that happens, the lineup could be a, a little different. But right now, you're probably looking at a lineup close to somewhere in the range of a Sharif Cooper, uh, a Devin Cambridge, a Babatuni Akingbola, Jalen Williams. Uh, and then I think there's that guard uh, position that's up in the air as well. Probably Alan Flanagan. 
or Jamal Johnson could probably take that over there. It depends on if Jalen Green comes here or not. So there's a lot of things uh, that you got to see in this game out of a frustrating situation that might give you a hint about how things uh, were going to go throughout uh, the rest of the next season. D'Angelo Purifoy, he gets six points on the night. Kind of a usual game for him in that standpoint. He contributes with four rebounds as well. Javon McCormick, a pretty good game. Uh, 13 points he scores. He also is in the rebounding category with four points. Only three turnovers for him tonight. And he also has three assists. Uh, Isaac Okoro, because of that foul trouble situation that he had throughout the game, he never fouled out, but he did have four personal fouls. Um, he only scores 11 points tonight. He does get into double digits, but very quiet and a very silent game for him tonight. Austin Wiley, kind of similar, only seven points for him and nine rebounds for him. So they keep him from getting a double-double when he was a double-double machine at times. And I, I'll say this much about Austin's play in this. Despite the frustrating foul situation, he looked a little bit less polished and timid tonight. Uh, I don't know if that's kind of fighting off the shock of losing your final home game as a senior uh, and kind of having that roll over into this. But, uh, you know, things happen and you can't be on your A game all the time. And thankfully, this is a night where we really didn't have to have Isaac and Austin playing a top-notch game because Severe was just going lights out and Javon McCormick was obviously assisting him as well. The more encouraging thing here for me is seeing some production from the bench. Tyrell Turbo Jones actually gets a three-pointer. He was probably a little quick tonight in his time to uh, pull that trigger, but I kind of don't blame blame him. Uh, Alan Flanagan gets nine points tonight, and then Anthony McLemore contributed four before he fouled out tonight. Devin Cambridge has kind of slid back a little bit and not contributed as much. Um, so that's kind of a rundown of the lineup of the Tigers and how they performed tonight, and obviously the big story there is Samir Dowdy. So let's talk a little bit, though, about the Tennessee Volunteers. Wow, how times have changed for them. Uh, They very much needed this game tonight to have a shot, a conversation for them to be in the NCAA tournament. And at this point, I don't really see how they're going to make it outside of a mega run in the SEC tournament. They are just not looking good at all. And the question needs to be asked at this point how bad would a Tennessee have been this year without Fulkerson coming into the fold? If you're unaware, uh, he just got um, eligible to play about a little over halfway into the season. Auburn actually got to see him uh, the first time they played. And uh, he is an incredible talent. He's a bit of an annoying talent, too. Um, he is just very, I believe Uruguay is where he comes from. Um for some reason, he is one of those players, when you just kind of watch him play, he'll probably get on your nerves a little bit. He likes to sell uh, the the fouls, so to speak, and uh, or the lack thereof at times. Now, Auburn fans, we can't say too much. Jared Harper was the absolute master at doing this. Uh, it's part of the game. It's a little bit of a frustrating part of the game. Uh, and I thought at times he looked a little bit whiny, but you can't deny the man is a talent in and of itself. So John Fulkerson tonight, he gets 19 points. He's the leading scorer for them. Jordan Bowden was right behind him uh, with 17 points and then 13 points from Santiago Vescavi. Uh, They played really well. So this group tonight, I think this team, this Tennessee team is, to me, it mirrors a lot of Auburn about three or four years ago where the talent was there, 
but it just wasn't come together as a team. And with John Fulkerson not being there the entire year, it kind of makes sense that it just wouldn't be clicking on all cylinders tonight. And thankfully, that does play into the Tigers' favor uh, in Knoxville, and they're able to come out with a win, uh, their final SEC game and their final game of this season tonight. And it's just, as I've already said, it's just really good uh, to sit back and on the last game of the season just kind of enjoy watching our boys play because things are about to get stressful. Things are about to get intense if they haven't been already uh, with postseason play coming up. Speaking of postseason play, I'm going to give you just a kind of quick overview of the SEC tournament coming up because hopefully time permitting, uh, schedules permitting, we're going to get together again, Drew and I, and talk about this SEC tournament in a preview format and obviously review it as well, along with a bracket challenge show for March Madness. There's just a lot. We're about to get, if we weren't busy before on Inside the Jungle, we're about to be busy even more for these next weeks and months. Uh, so the SEC tournament starts Wednesday, March 11th and runs till Sunday, March the 15th with the championship game and your eventual crowned champion. So I'm just going to walk through it just very briefly with you uh, for Wednesday, the what I call the play-in games because this is the teams that at the bottom of the league and are trying to have a spot into the actual tournament here. Uh, Georgia and Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss is the 12 seed. Uh, Georgia's the 13th seed. That is the first game on Wednesday, March 11th. The second game, Vanderbilt, the 14th seed, will take on Arkansas, the 11th seed. Thursday, you'll have Alabama at 9 seed, the 8 seed Tennessee taking on each other. Uh, then you'll have Florida, the five seed, taking on the winner of Georgia and Ole Miss. Missouri, the 10 seed, versus Texas A&M, the seven seed. And then there will be South Carolina, the six seed, versus Vanderbilt and Arkansas's winner, which gets us into the quarterfinals where the top of this league, and a little bit surprising there that Mississippi State's actually able to move ahead of Florida and secure their spot there um, for the uh, double bye, along with Kentucky at number one seed, uh, Mississippi State at the number four seed, Auburn at the number two seed, and LSU at the number three seed. So I'll say this much. I'm thankful that Auburn is on the opposite side of Kentucky because they have been Auburn's most formidable opponent this season. The problem is, is that you're on the same side with LSU. And should you take down the winner of Missouri and Texas A&M, and I think most people would assume Texas A&M is going to be that option for Auburn, which will be a chance. Uh, either way, it's going to be an opportunity at revenge as both those teams had uh, had the win against Auburn in their single meeting uh, with each other. So it looks like it'll probably be Auburn versus Texas A&M in most people's books there, which means if both Auburn and LSU win, there'll be a rematch, and that one is going to be a tough one. And then after that, if Auburn's able to win, you expect Kentucky to win out most likely if they can get through Mississippi State or Florida. And that means it could be an Auburn versus Kentucky title game for the SEC. And boy, will that be an interesting one to watch. So we'll break that down in a little bit more detail. Just want to kind of give you the way things look at the moment and how uh, things might be shaping out going forward. But regardless of this, I want to say this because we didn't have an opportunity to say this on the last game. We have seven seniors that we're saying goodbye to. And obviously, in our season review, we usually do a little bit longer thing about this. But since we really didn't get a chance to say that in the last episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you to Samir Dowdy. Thank you to Javon McCormick, to Danielle Purifoy, to Austin Wiley, to Anthony McLemore, 
thank you guys so much for being not just the beginning or the end or the but the heart of a transition for Auburn. You know, we can say that kind of started with the Bryce Browns, uh, maybe even include the Jared Harpers in there. But truly this team right now, this senior class, is one of the most talented across the board. And if Auburn didn't feel the void of losing Jared Harper, uh, Chuma Okiki, Bryce Brown all at once, you're definitely going to feel the void that is going to be coming with those five players at least. And we have two walk-ons as well that will be leaving us. But uh, they, being gone, will make a huge impact on this program. And hopefully those that are behind them are ready to fill that void. But going forward, uh, we'll come back again, hopefully, to break down the SEC tournament and our next episode of that. And hopefully my co-host Drew Hooper will be back. Thankful to get a win in Knoxville. Your Tigers have ended their regular season for 2019-2020. You can find me on Twitter if you want to catch up about anything, talk some basketball with me. That's the best place to get in touch with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the Jungle. And until we talk to you again, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?